Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? You can make a podcast real easy. You can record and edit your podcast right now from your phone or your computer. And distribution is real easy. You'll be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So, what are you waiting on? Get signed up. Welcome to Cosmetology One-on-One with your host, Ann Glam. I am here today to let you know that everything is going wonderful. I'm having a great day, and I hope that you are too, all right? Just wanted to start that off on a high note because um, even though this is cosmetology, I love to encourage and I love to empower people. So I hope that you're having a great day. We're going to jump right in today, and as always, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you do share this podcast with someone. Um, I will say that we uh, are on Instagram. It's candy underscore apple underscore glam underscore bar. Candy apple glam bar. We are on Instagram. Please check us out. Uh, We have a workshop coming up soon. Actually, for little girls, and then we have a big one coming up for ballroom. So, definitely keep up the Candy Apple Glam bar on Instagram. Again, it's Candy underscore Apple underscore Glam underscore Bar. All right, I definitely will follow back if you follow me. If you can, leave a you know little comment saying, "Hey, I listen to your podcast." So today we're going to jump right in again. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk a little bit about regulating agencies. We're going to talk about the, the MSDS. And if you're not familiar with that, um, you definitely need to listen to the other podcast. That is the Material Safety Data Sheet, which is very important. Um, also, uh, we'll go over some more as far as this disinfection. And then we'll also cover um, a little bit about uh, pedicure basin disinfection guidelines, okay? Um, Also, we'll cover some blood spill procedures. So today, we're just going to cover a little bit. We're going to go out the box a little bit. Um, out of it's still nail care, but we're still we're just gonna kind of dabble in some other little things that I think that you definitely will need to know when it comes to the test as well, and just for you to know. Period. All right. So um, to start with, I hope you have a, a pencil, pad, and paper, all that good stuff. You know the usual, what I usually say. So I hope you have that, and let's get started. So, with the material safety data sheet, and this is a need to know. Remember, need to know um, is things that probably will be on the test. And FYIs, just for your knowledge. So, with the material safety data sheet, um, on that data sheet, um, you'll see section one, which is the product name and company name, and then you'll see section two, which is the hazards um, ingredients. And then you'll see a section three, which is physical and chemical ingredients. And then the last section, section four, you'll see fire and explosion hazard data. Okay. So, and, and I'm just going to talk in acronyms here is MSDS. 
um, for every product used in the salon, in your salon, in the salon, or spa. Uh, MSDS is to be kept in a file or a binder that is easily accessible to all personnel for reference in the event of an emergency. Okay? Again, need to know. And MSDS for every product used in the salon or spa is kept in a file or a binder that is easily accessible to all personnel for reference and in the event of an emergency. Okay? So basically, this MSDS sheet provides information on the product ingredients, potential hazards, okay, um, any allergic reactions, or if an injury occurs. And again, this has to be kept in the salon or spa in a file or a binder, okay? That's very, very important. State board walks in, they're looking for that MSDS, okay? And again, that stands for Material Safety Data Sheet. Next thing I want to cover a little bit is about porous and non-porous items, okay? A porous item, and that's P-O-R-O-U-S. A porous item is anything that is made of a material that can absorb liquid and cannot be disinfected, all right? Some examples of porous materials are like orange wood sticks, emery boards, lint-free wipes, okay? Um... Anything that is made of material that can't absorb liquid and cannot be disinfected, that's considered porous, P-O-R-O-U-S. Non-porous items are like glass files, medical, I'm sorry, metal cuticle pushers, and metal files. Again, non-porous items are glass files, metal cuticle pushers, and metal files. This is a need to know. So porous versus non-porous. Okay, most files are porous and cannot be properly disinfected. Okay, you may offer your clients your personal files as a complimentary gift with a service. You know, just a little something, something to keep, um, to actually to convert a customer over to a client. And that's a very, very um, important aspect of being in the cosmetology business. You want to definitely um, not keep them in the customer zone. You want to switch them over or get them over to the client zone. All right. Next is disinfection guidelines. Okay. With disinfection guidelines, you're going to discard or disinfect every implement that comes in contact with the client. Okay, you're going to remove all debris from the disposable implements and pre-clean by washing the implements thoroughly with soap and water by hand. Okay, that's very important. You're washing <laughs> the implements that you use with your clients as long as it's non-porous. All right, make sure that you're washing it with soap and water. Make sure you're rinsing thoroughly. That's very important. These are all need to know. This is disinfection guidelines. Okay, so you're going to discard or disinfect every implement that comes in contact with the client. 
And the other ones that are non-porous, you're going to wash those with soap and water by hand, okay? Or if you have an ultrasonic cleaner. Then when you finish, you're going to rinse thoroughly and pat implements, and then you're going to dry them. That's very important. When you go to state board, they're going to be watching for all of that, okay? So you're going to rinse thoroughly. You're going to pat the implements dry prior to immersion in the the um sorry into the disinfectant so what's happening is when you're washing with soap and water right then you're rinsing thoroughly all right and you're patting basically patting the implements when you finish patting them and drying that's when you completely submerge it into the disinfectant which is usually that green bluish looking liquid okay you definitely need to know that. When you go to remove your implements, this is very important, need to know. When you remove your implements from the liquid, you're going to remove them with forceps, tongues, or gloved hands and put them in a self-draining basket, okay? Or if you have a tray. You're going to rinse the disinfection solution off your implements, Okay? So I'm going to go over these steps one more time. Basically, if it's not being discarded, you're going to disinfect every implement. You're going to remove all the debris from the non-disposable implement. You're pre-cleaning by washing the implement thoroughly with soap and water. You're rinsing thoroughly and patting the implement as well before you submerge it into that disinfected liquid. When you go to remove the implement, you're gonna remove the implement with forceps, tongues, or glove hands, and you're gonna place it in the self-draining basket, okay? Once you get it into that self-draining basket, you're gonna rinse off the disinfection solution from your implements okay i hope you got all that down this is need to know and this will be on the test when you go to the state board so the last thing is you're going to store your implement that's been disinfected and clean dried you're going to cover it in a container or put it into the cabinet until needed okay Never use an implement or towel that has been dropped on the floor. Cannot state that enough. If you're before state board and something drops, do not sit there and act like you're still trying to use it. <laughs> Never use an implement or towel that's been dropped on the floor. Even when you're in um, the spa itself, you don't want to do that. Okay? Something dropped, discard it. That's the end. That's the end of it. Even though you think your floor may be cleaned, and it may be cleaned daily, you still have to discard it, okay? If towels or laundry in your facility, you're going to use an additive that disinfects and sanitizes your wet linens. Also, for disinfection guidelines, you're going to keep a first aid kit on hand. First aid kit on hand. This is need to know.
And also, another need to know is going to be dispose of any material that comes in, ta- it comes in contact with blood or body fluids, such as discharge from open sores. You're going to put it in a sealable plastic bag. Then you're going to place this sealed bag in a second bag. You're going to seal it and discard it in a covered waste can. Need to know when you're disposing of any material. And this is disinfection guidelines. When you're disposing of any material that comes in contact with blood or body fluids, such as discharge or open sores, you're going to put it in a sealable plastic bag, and then you're going to place the sealed bag into a second bag, and then you're going to seal it and discard it in a covered waste can. Okay? Sometimes you may be required to to label this bag. Okay? but you will check with your regulating um, agency or state. Okay, so we went over the implement disinfection guidelines. Uh, We're going to cover a little bit of the pedicure basin disinfection guidelines. And then the next last thing we're going to cover is the blood spill procedure. So... With the pedicure basin disinfection guidelines, and this is need to know, all right, to ensure the safety of your pedicure client, after every client, number one, you're going to drain the water from the pedicure basin or tub. Number two, you're going to scrub the basin with soap and disinfectant scrub brush and rinse with water to remove all visible residue. Number three, you're going to fill the basin with water with the recommended amount of water. Okay. You're going to allow the solution to circulate through the basin if you have a jet. So let me go back here. When you fill in the basin with the water, okay, which is the, whichever is the recommended amount for your basin, then you should have some type of hospital level disinfection solution. Okay. When you allow the solution to circulate throughout the basin, if it has jets, um, it should, you know, power through and disinfect. If not, you're going to allow the solution just to sit in the basin for the amount of time, which is about generally 10 minutes. And then you're going to drain the water and rinse the basin. And then you're going to dry the basin with a clean, disposable towel. That is a need to know. End of the day, you're going to drain the water from the pedicure basin or tub. You're going to remove all removable parts. This is sort of a need to know and a FYI, okay? Um, if, you, if you're dealing with, like I said, the type of basin that has the jets, you're going to drain the water from the pedicure basin or tub. You're going to remove all removable parts, such as the screens, the foot plates, the impellers, which is the rotating device that forces the fluid to move, and scrub with a brush, soap, and water. Okay, be sure to also scrub the areas behind the removable components. And then, as I used to do, I would actually scrub uh, the removable components, depending on what it was, I scrub it down too. Okay. When you finish, you're going to replace the parts and fill the basin with water. Allow 
the detergent cleanser once you put one once you put the cleanser in you're going to allow the detergent to circulate throughout the spa system for about five to ten minutes you'll turn off the jets and you're going to let the solution soak for the remainder of the ten minutes okay once that happens you're going to drain the basin and rinse with water okay so this is very important you know make sure that you are disinfecting your bases okay if you didn't get everything i just said you know i was talking kind of fast if you didn't get everything i said just rewind and um re-listen again um and then you know just take your notes as needed all right the last thing we're going to go over is blood spill procedures and um, when it comes to mixing chemicals. And then we're pretty much gonna be done for today. Um, with blood spill procedures, all right? And before we get into blood spill procedures, uh, we're gonna take a short break. we are back we're gonna go right into the blood spill procedures and then lastly the mixing chemicals so with blood spill procedures this is very important and this is a need to know this will be on the test as well all blood workplace procedures okay when it comes to encounterment with blood in the workplace, it should be treated as infectious. Okay, just know that. Direct contact with blood should be avoided and protective gloves should be used whenever such contact may occur. Okay, if you are exposed to a client's blood during the service, these are the steps. And these are your need-to-knows for the test. Number one, if you're exposed to your client's blood, you're going to stop the service and wash your hands. Number one. Number two, you're going to cover your hands with protective gloves. Number three, you're going to supply the injured person with some type of sticky powder or spray. And that word is S-T-Y-P-T-I-C. Okay, and that's going to help stop the bleeding. And you're going to appropriately address to cover the injury. Do not allow containers, brushes, nozzles to touch the skin or come in contact with the wound. Number five, disinfect the station and implements, which is usually hospital level, EPA registered broad spectrum disinfectant. So you're going to disinfect your station and implements, and you're going to double bag all disposable blood soiled contaminated articles and discard and make certain that it's sealed to protect anyone from coming in contact with the material 
Okay, again, blood spill procedure. You're going to stop and service and wash your hands. You're going to stop the service immediately and wash your hands. You're going to cover your hands with protective gloves. You're going to supply the injured person with some type of powder or spray or appropriate dressing to cover the injury. Do not allow containers, brushes, nozzles to touch the skin or come in contact with the wound. You're going to disinfect your station, and your implements. You're going to double bag all disposable blood, soil, contaminated articles, and discard. And you're going to make sure that it's sealed. Okay, make sure that it's sealed. If you are injured during a service, this is the procedure. Need to know. Stop the service again and wash the wound with antiseptic. Cover the wound with a bandage. Wear gloves if the wound is on your hand and continue service. Again, if you are injured during the service, follow this procedure. You're going to stop the service, wash the wound with antiseptic, cover the wound with a bandage, wear gloves if the wound is on your hand and continue your service. I hope I am really helping someone when it comes to going into this field of cosmetology. I really hope I really hope so. All right, so the last thing we're going to do is mixing chemicals, the precautions for mixing chemicals. Okay, we know that, you know, chemical disinfectant agents can be dangerous, so you've got to take preventive measures when it comes to accidents and mistakes. So, one of the things that you want to do you're going to tightly cover and label all disinfectant products and other chemicals for the use in the salon or spa. You're going to store in a cool, dry area. Okay, you got to have it in a cool, dry area because air, light, and heat can weaken chemicals. Okay, when it comes to purchasing the chemicals, you're going to purchase those in small quantities if you have your own salon. Do not inhale or smell chemical pollution. Um, I'm sorry, chemical solutions. Avoid contact with your skin and eyes. Wear protective gloves and eyewear, if possible. Wash hands after handling all chemicals. And avoid spilling chemicals. If a spill does occur, you want to clean it up immediately, and you're going to refer to your MSDS sheet for proper handling, okay? Again, if you spill a chemical, you're gonna clean it up immediately and refer to your MSDS sheet so that you will know how to properly handle that specific chemical. And again, always follow manufacturer's instructions. All right, so we have finished <laughs> our short little class for today. Um, I believe the next section of our class will be, uh, we'll cover a little bit more of sterilization. Uh, we may go into um, some of the steril sterilization considerations. Um, just a basic recap of what we talked about. Um, but we will definitely um, go into safety and first aid as our next module. That's very important. Um, you will need to know that as well. 
So until then, thank you so much for joining me. I hope um, you are learning before you go and pay um, all that money. You'll be a step ahead of the class because of what you're hearing here. Um, I hope to go live soon. I'm working on that as well. But again, please share this podcast with someone who is interested in going to the beauty industry so that they can be a success just like you will be. All right. Thank you so much for joining Cosmetology 101 with your host, Ann Glam.